disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. Welcome to Black Girl SOS. It's your MCM's WCW, Sanabi. And sis, I don't fuck with you. <laughs> Real talk, though. So here's something I noticed lately. I've noticed lately since women empowerment has become extremely monetized that people try to pretend that just because you don't like them, you don't support your own demographic. Perfect example. If I don't like a particular female, when I see her, I don't give a damn where it's at. We could be at the the women's ministry brunch at your grandmother's church. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to play nice with you, and I'm not going to make nice with you. That in no way translates to I don't rock with my sisters, that I am not of the agenda of moving black women as a whole forward. No, it don't have nothing to do with B. But that's that's the new shit. That's the new shit that I find people are on. It's like, oh, well, you know, it's always your own kind. It's always an, another sister trying to hold the sister down. No, sis, I'm not trying to hold you down. I don't even want to touch your ass. I don't like you. A don't got nothing to do with B. I am still going to do everything in my power and in my spaces to move our agenda forward as black women. I find overwhelmingly that there are two different types of women that generally do that bullshit. So the first is the woman that monetizes um, female empowerment, but doesn't mean it. You know, she does it just to kind of postulate herself. And when you call party foul and you don't want to endorse the bullshit, then all of a sudden it's because you... You don't fuck with black women. You you got self-hate. You know, you're one of the ones who are always trying to hold their own down. No, sis. I just, I see that, I see that your endeavors are bullshit. I see that you host a net, you host networking events that don't, don't generate a network. I, I see that you host brunches and at these brunches, the only thing you do is talk shit about your patrons. I see that, you know, you, you start these, these classes on, on what, like Facebook groups or, or, or these online classes where you are offering some kind of life coaching when really you probably need some life coaching yourself and, and you get mad that people have called a party foul and rather than just owning that people are not fucking with you, your product um, your service, you turn it into this whole, oh, she, you know, she's one of those black women that don't support other black women. Fuck out of here. The second type of chick that does that, she's the single black female. She's the chick that wants to be you. And when you pick up on the fact that she's kind of a stalker ass broad and you don't want anything to do with her, she tries to flip the narrative. It'll be like, Oh, everything you wear is super cute. She has everything you wear the very next day. Everything about her jargon, her mannerisms, they start to mimic yours. 
the minute you peep game, you start to distance yourself. You know, you notice that she's trying to become a fast friend when really you don't even know her like that. And the minute that you start to distance yourself, she'll flip the narrative to be, oh, well, you know, I was just trying to get to know another sister. You know, I see that she's in a good space and, and she's positive or she's this and she's that. And, you know, I just was trying to build, you know, a relationship or I was trying to network. It's always some bullshit. When you call it for what it is, it's like, oh, well, you know, I was simply just trying to reach out, but it's very clear that, you know, she has a problem with seeing other black women succeed. Sis, succeed by all means, but I don't see you succeeding. I see you mimicking. I see you acting like the pink copy of a triplicate of me. I'm good. We don't need an ashy version of me. I'm out here super moisturized. We're good. All of that is covered. And the bottom line is, all of that is bullshit. You can absolutely support, love, encourage, motivate, and push black women forward and still not like a black woman. Just because I'm rooting for us all does not mean I like us all. I don't. And I have no intentions on being phony with any of you motherfuckers <laughs> if I come across you. That being said, there are actual black women that do have the agenda that they don't want to move black women forward. And that's the sad shit. That's the problematic shit. You tend to find, or at least I tend to find that typically in spaces of employment and romantic relationships. Romantic relationships is kind of a, eh, but I find it heavily in employment. So it's very typical for it to be older women who hate on younger women who come into the workspace um, with women of color because they kind of see it as somebody replacing them as opposed to somebody who's joining them. But I've had the experience, in addition to that, of having someone in my age bracket, but not at my employment level, be a hater. And that was a very interesting dynamic. Um, women who are of the same employment level, who are, who are women of color, I, I've seen the competition. I've been grateful, or I've been fortunate, excuse me, that I have not been victim to the competition, but I have seen it. I have had older women act as if they're in competition with me. But this, this story in particular that I want to share right now was a young woman um, who was the receptionist at a firm that I was doing contract work for. And she was a black girl. She, I, honestly, we couldn't have been more than, I'd say five to seven years apart, me being the elder of the two of us. And um, when I first started working there, I would come in and I would say good morning and she would say nothing. And I was like, you know, maybe sis is not a morning person. Before I slide into my regular personality, let me maintain corporate snobby. I'm heading out to lunch one day with a couple of my colleagues and I stop at the bathroom and they stop by her desk and they're chit-chatting with her while they're waiting for me. 
as I come out the bathroom and into the conversation, it sounds as if she was going to be joining us to walk to lunch, which was perfectly fine with me because I had always been trying to be polite to the girl anyway. Um, and the minute she realized I was going to be going, she no longer wanted to go to lunch. First of all, I looked in my purse and I was fresh out of fucks. There was not a fuck left. Um, I'm going to eat lunch with or without y'all. And definitely with or without her. Like, I don't give a shit if you eat or not, sis. You can sit here and starve. That is your business. But the fact that you have an issue with the woman you don't even know is perplexing to me. So now I'm basically launching an interrogation with my colleagues who seem to be very cool with her. And I'm like, you know, did I do something to her that maybe I don't know? You know, because if I did, I don't mind going to apologize to her, but... It's a white shoe firm. There's not a lot of us. And I'm not really interested in us having conflict when there's no reason to. First of all, you're the administrator. I'm the attorney. We don't even have the same job space. So I don't know why we would even have a conflict. I asked a couple of friends and to their knowledge, they, she never mentioned having an issue with me. And at first, at first, uh, one of my colleagues who I'd known a little longer than the rest, he, he thought that I was just being funny style. And I was like, mm, I'm telling you, if you, if you watch, you'll see. And so he started to take note. I would come in the room, her whole demeanor would shift. Whole demeanor. She would go from bubbly with everybody else to just completely cold. We walk in together in the morning and... Good morning, good morning. She would literally, hello, hello, like nod her head and speak in their direction to make it clear that she was speaking to them. Well, this shit went on for about, I'd say a week before I said, man, fuck her and fuck this. I'm done. So I just completely stopped being nice and started being an asshole. Was it the right thing to do? No. But, um, yeah, I did it. <laughs> yeah, so after that, I just started being completely ridiculous with her because I knew I could, but I just was annoyed that we were even having this kind of rapport with each other because it was nonsense. And I only carried on with her for probably about a week. I mean, she pissed me off for a week. So it felt equitable. I felt validated in my behavior. <laughs> and um, after that, I just completely paid her dust. I mean, sis, if you would channel this energy into your edges and your wardrobe and that tired ass resume because y'all know goddamn well I googled her and found her resume on Indeed and the shit was lacking and arid and I could see why she was in the position she was in and probably not a space she could be in. I mean, you're channeling your energy in the wrong way. So after all of that, I started to feel like, okay, her issue with me is more so that she sees me as where she should be, which is ridiculous. Like, I'm not the only woman of color. I wasn't the only woman of color attorney um, working in that space, working with her on a regular basis. So I, I just, I, I just, I thought it was ridiculous. Time goes on, time goes on. Because um, we were on, I was on a couple of cases for them. Time passes on and I, and, and <laughs> some other, um, women 
joined the team. And what I noticed is the women she has issues with are attractive women of color who are advanced of her. Sis, these are all things within your control. You trying to hold us back as a unit is not going to hold us back because you are not at a space to hold us back. You're not even, you're not even sitting next to me. You're not even sitting next to me. I cannot see you from my seat. You, <laughs> just, it was like the most ridiculous thing ever. And the mentor in me and the, the former educator in me, I was an educator before I was an attorney. Mm -hmm. I wanted to snatch her ass up and help her and tell her what she was doing wrong and really help get this together. But um, she made it very clear that the women of color that, and, and let me be real particular, let me be real specific, because it wasn't just women of color. It was black women of color, like visibly black women, because there were other women of color that worked in that space that were also attractive women that you couldn't tell. <laughs> you couldn't tell that they were Latina. You couldn't tell that they were African-American slash whatever their other parent is like. You could not tell just off looking at them that they were also women of color. It was like maybe two or three of them. She didn't give them sisters no problem. Those sisters got treated like... Becky, like Karen, like Nancy, and like Susan. But the rest of us, girl, sis was mad at us every day. And I was like, well, if your own demographic is your issue, I'm good. I'm good. You can lead them to water, but you can't make them drink. Now, on the flip side, I have also, I have had older women do the, oh, like you're, you feeling in my space. You know, we live in we live in this this country where black women are are literally treated the worst economically, socially. No one's no one's treated worse than black women. And we've become so conditioned that there's so little for us that the that our our space as we know it, our world, those of us that, you know, actively are employed and living our lives in the United States, that our world has so little available for us that if one of us has it, the other one can't get it. Like we're conditioned to think that there's not an also, there's an either or. And so I've had older women, um, when I come into the workspace, act as if, you know, I'm going to take their job. Since I'm not going to take your job, your job is you, you, you secure your job. I can't take it from you. You can keep your job or you can lose your job, but both of those things are independent of me. If I was your replacement, you would be gone because I'm already here. And, I, and I've, I've like had older women not want to help me when I ask questions. I mean, it was simple shit too. Like, where are the supplies? Where are the supplies? Like, I literally had an older sister who would not tell me where... I can get some goddamn legal pads in the office. <laughs> oh my God. That had to be one of the dumbest ones of all. Um, and it's just, we, we don't do ourselves any good. We don't do ourselves any good. Black women, we really, especially my generation, like I said, 
um, on my initial podcast, I'm about to be 40. And as we're shifting into becoming the older women in the workplace, we got to break that. We got to break that habit. That shit is not a culture we can keep up. Nothing about that's going to help us. Black women are amongst the most educated demographic in in this society, in, in U.S. society. So we need to be pulling each other up. There's so many of us that could be doing so much more. And we can't keep this shit up. We can't keep this shit up. We have got to... We've got to make sure that as women who are now moving into senior management, even if you're upper mid level, you know, you've been doing what you do for like six, seven, eight years. You are now a woman who should be mentoring younger black women that come into your job space, showing them how to navigate their space, being honestly, being as available as you are able to be. Younger black women, you have to start reaching out for mentorship. You cannot get caught up in whatever hype <laughs> you got going on. You might have graduated valedictorian. I don't care if you were in order of the quaff. When you get to the next level, when you get to that employment level, you really need to embrace the women that are ahead of you because navigating academia and navigating the workforce, it is not the same. It's not the same. And and we just have so much to offer each other and so many so many ways that we could pull each other up. We really have a responsibility to lift as we climb. And as I was coming up professionally and developing professionally, in all honesty, I had more men, more black men um mentor me than black women. I had a few black women offer, but when it was time to actually show and tell it was more like the offer was for the appearance of looking like sis was going to hold me down, but I never got anything substantive from that relationship. Um, but the black, but many black men, I, I can't say that's the same for everybody, but my experience was that black men overwhelmingly reached out, looked out, offered assistance from Resume reading, resume writing, um, practicing my interviews, um, how to navigate spaces once I got those jobs, you know, who I needed to network with at those jobs so I can move forward, who I needed to network with at those jobs so I could get the things I needed to get, you know, things like that, who I should be building relationships with. And, and those things are important. And we as black women can do that for each other if we would get out of competition with each other. Sis, we are not battling one another. We should be battling with one another. Like the workspace needs to look like Avengers Endgame when all the chicks came out together. Like that's how the black women need to be rolling at work at all times. Um, and I do want to share some really good um, resources with you all. Um, feel free to use it for yourself. Offer it up to someone that you know who could be looking for a mentorship. And also, if you are in a space, if you're in a space to be a mentor, be a mentor. It's invaluable. There's a great resource, BCWN, Black Career Women's Network. Their website is bcwnetwork.com. They have three different options uh, for subscriptions. You, They have a free option, and then there's a $10 option and a $36 option. 
and their options obviously come with more um with more amenities as you go up in them but uh, some of the things they offer they offer mentorship they offer professional development they offer job searches they offer various professional development webinars that uh, you can attend live or at your leisure um, they even have an all-inclusive career coaching option that they offer and I, I didn't even know that this was something that existed until I just started getting frustrated with the fact that we don't have enough mentorship amongst each other and I let me let me also go on record I mentor all the time all the time I I was meant like I told you I benefited a lot from mentorship so I feel it's an obligation to mentor and I do mentor and probably also because I was an educator I feel obligated to mentor but I want to say this to those of you who may need mentorship. Be very clear in what you're looking for in mentorship. And I just want to share with you just a couple of keys to like really having a good mentor relationship. At the end of the day, a relationship is a relationship. It doesn't matter if it's familiar, your your man, your woman, um, your they, um, your teachers, and whoever you are having in a relationship with, if it's not organic, it'll there'll be a breaking point to it. And a good mentor relationship has a has a flow to it. It has a flow as opposed to a hard break. And so you don't want to force it. You want to kind of find somebody who you are going to be comfortable enough to talk to because a large part of mentorship is being vulnerable, is saying, hey, I don't know this. Can you help me with this? I, I feel like I'm really not nailing this. Do you have any suggestions on this? So you need to find somebody that you can, that, that you have this organic comfort with. And I don't mean like handing your pants out Bundy comfortable with, but you know, a professional comfort with that you are able to be professionally vulnerable with them so that you can get what you need out of that relationship. Um, another reason why that's extremely important is because you can always make money, but you cannot get back your time. So you don't want to waste your time and you certainly don't want to waste your mentor's time, especially if your mentor is somebody who is in upper management, their time is already limited as is. So if they've done the courtesy of making time for you, you really want to utilize that time as best as possible. You don't want to waste it. You've got to be humble enough to receive feedback. The whole purpose of a mentorship relationship is that this person can give you something you don't already have. You've got to be able to receive it, though. If you're going to be combative against everything this person tells you, then this, is, this relationship is pointless. This is, you're not getting anything out of it, and, and they're not getting anything out of it. This is all a waste of time. And if, and if you do find yourself getting feedback that you feel is constantly degrading or constantly negative and not constructive, then use that as an opportunity to say, hey, this might not be the mentor for me. Thank them for their time and then move on. Find yourself a different mentor, but don't engage in the back and forth and don't create a combative situation. Also, 
don't be stuck on the fact that your mentor has to be somebody who is in the exact job you that you're looking for. Because that's not always necessarily true also. Because everybody that's got that job didn't earn it. Meritocracy is not a thing in the workplace. Don't... <laughs> Don't, don't get hype on that because that is not necessarily true. Somebody might be in the job you want, but can't even do that damn job. They got that job off of whatever reason they got it, but it wasn't because they had to earn it. And you, black girl, are likely going to have to earn your job. So don't get so caught up in saying that your mentor has to be somebody in that exact position. You could also look for people laterally they may be lateral to where you're going where you want to go so let's say you're mid-level man you're mid-level and you're trying to get to senior level you can find someone who is senior level in a different department and talk to them see how they had to navigate spaces see what they could offer you by way of advice on how to move up to the next level and maybe not necessarily into that position and finally remember your manners at the end of the day, we're all people. If I take time on my day and I do you the solid to sit down, talk to you, and really give you the cliff notes on, on my thesis, <laughs> because how I had to do it was longer and harder than how I'm going to make sure you have to do it. So for me, it was a thesis. For you, it was going to be cliff notes. If I've taken the time out to do that for you, please be mindful. The please and the thank yous, they'll take you very far. Courtesy will take you very far. When people like you, people will go out their way to try to help you. You'll find that a lot of people are, are still in jobs that they probably should have got fired from a million damn Sundays ago just because people like them and people try to help them. So always remember your manners, especially if your mentor is somebody who is... Um, really senior management. You want to make sure your emails are professional. Don't get too cordial unless you guys have already built up that rapport over time. Don't hop in somebody's email from the C-suite and be, and the C-suite is your CEOs, your COOs, your CFOs. You don't want to hop in somebody's email from the C-suite uh, using their first name like y'all were in Jack and Joe together. That ain't it. I mean, unless y'all were actually in Jack and Jill together, then by all means, utilize your network. But um, in general, if you don't know that person like that, you just always want to you want to put your best foot forward and you want to use your manners. You really want to come across as somebody who is respectful so that they want to help you. That stuff matters. So those are just a little couple of tidbits on how to really have a successful um, and valuable mentor relationship. So, my darlings, what have we learned today? First of all, we learned that hating will negatively affect your edges, okay? You will be bald if you are a hater. That is verified by Google. Second of all, we learned that we can absolutely not like a black woman and still rock with black women as a whole. Third of all, we learned that those of us that are in middle management and senior management and entrepreneurs that we have to break the cycle of being a hater when we see a younger woman of color coming up looking for help and looking for guidance. Sis is not trying to take your job. Sis is trying to sit next to you. It's only lonely at the top if you don't bring anybody with you. 
And finally, we learned today, mentorship matters. Be a great mentor. Be a great mentee. We only both benefit from having solid mentorship relationships. I've thrown a couple of articles up on the Facebook page. You can find it at Black Girl SOS. It's spelled exactly like the um like the podcast B L A C K G Y R L S O S. Throw the at in front of it. It'll pop up in your search. Um, and I'm gonna throw some more resources up on the Instagram page so that you can check those out. Please share the resources. We are not running low on anything. There's enough for all of us. So share the podcast, share the Facebook page, share the IG page, share all the resources that are on those pages. Help a sister, help a sister, help another sister. My darlings, it's been real. Until the next time, y'all have a good one.